Good evening, my darlings, and welcome to Marley's Ghosts. It's time for another Dreadtime story. Now get yourselves all tucked in. Ready? Good. Let's begin. Tonight's story is A Ghost That Will Not Down by a Mysterious Author. Grantsville, West Virginia, September 30th, 1884. The ghost of Betts Farm will not lay. Something over a year ago, the inquirer contained an account or an occult influence or manifestation at the farmhouse of Mr. Colin Betts, about three miles below this town, in which the story were delineated a number of weird, strange instances of ghostly manifestations, all of which were verified by the testimony of honest, brave, and reliable citizens, the names of many of whom were mentioned. That story went the rounds of newspapers all over the country and resulted in the proprietor of the place receiving hundreds of letters from all over the country. Since then, the old house has been torn down, the family of Mr. Betts rebuilding a home place on a different portion of the farm. This act, it was believed, would lay or forever quiet the ramblings and queer doings of the inexplicable mystery. But such has not been the case. Since the building has been raised, the mysterious manifestations have made itself visible at places sometimes quite a distance from the scene of its former domicile. At a distance of several hundred yards from the old Betts place, a neighboring farmer had erected a house in which he intended to reside, and in fact did reside a short time. But the Kale Betts ghost, as the manifestation is commonly called, for a distance of many miles, was no respecter of persons and oblivious of distance, and it so annoyed and frightened the farmer and his family at untoward times that he was removed from his house to the opposite end of the farm, leaving his garden, orchard, and all the improvements usually made about a farmhouse to take care of themselves. This in itself was considered strange enough, but the ghostly visitant did not stop there. The high road, running some distance away, has been the theater of almost numberless scenes of frights and frightful appearances. Among those who have lately seen the ghost is a young man named Van Deviner, whose father had once been frightened nearly to death, as related in a former letter. Young Van Deviner had frequently made sport of the old man's fright, but he does not do so anymore. In fact, the young man is willing to make affidavit that the old man's story was mildly drawn. The young man was driving along quietly one night about a half mile from the Betts place when he saw a strange being, which in the pale light of the moon he took to be a man walking at the head of his horses. A few minutes later, the man, or whatever it was, glided without making a particle of noise around the horses' heads and got into the wagon 
and took a seat by his side. Young Vandeventer says it rode along with him several hundred yards and spoke to him. It first told him not to be afraid, as it did not intend to injure him in the least. What it said he will not tell, except that it admonished him not to say anything about it until a certain time. After it had spoken to him, Vandeventer says it got up and glided off into the woods and disappeared. He says the shape was that of a headless man, and that while it was with him he felt a cold chill run over him, although it was a warm evening, and this chilly feeling did not leave him until the disappearance of the shape. Since then, Van de Vinner cannot be induced to go over the ground after night. He still persists in the same story, and, as he is a truthful young fellow, the people who know him are satisfied that he really saw what he claims to have seen. Only one day last week, another young man, Henry Stevens, I believe, on his way past the same place, saw a peculiar shape rise out of the brush by the side of the road and glide along the side of the wagon. Stevens got out of his wagon and gathered together a handful of rocks which he threw at the object. Some of the stones appeared to go through it, but did not seem to affect it in the least. It still continued to float along at a short distance away until Stevens became frightened and whipped up his horses until they flew at a two-minute gait down the road, the object following at some distance until, quite away from the scene of its first appearance, when it disappeared like a cloud of vapor. There are dozens of authentic stories of the ghostly peculiarities of the Betts ghost, which are new and peculiar. It appears, since the destruction of the Betts homestead, to have taken up its quarters near the highway, and here it appears to people who have generally scoffed and laughed at the former stories. That it is bulletproof does not need testimony. Located, as it is, in a section of country which has, for years, been noted for its fearless men, such as the Duskies, Downs, and others of national fame as sharpshooters and scouts, etc., during the late war. None of these men have succeeded in laying or putting a quietus to it. There is a story that a couple of men have been murdered or disappeared in this vicinity, and that the ghost is the uneasy spirit of one of these men. But there is no real evidence that anybody was ever killed there. There is no doubt that Calhoun County has a mystery which neither time bullets, courage, nor philosophy can either drive away or explain. It has come to stay. If you meet a Calhouner, just mention it, and he will tell you that the Betts ghost is a county possession which it will gladly dispose of at any price. The Thank you for listening to Marley's Ghosts with me, your ghostess, Deborah Marley. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Marley's Ghosts, or send me an email at Marley's Ghosts Podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, 
visit my Patreon, where we have lots of tiers to choose from, each with their own special treats. Rate and review so our community of Dreadtime listeners can grow. Until next time, my darlings, sleep well. Thank you.